This episode of Talking Home Renovations is sponsored by BQE, the makers of BQE Core. BQE Core is a software that makes it easy to manage your project and people for maximum productivity and ultimate profitability. Welcome to season four of Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven. I am Catherine McPhail, your host. I'm an architect practicing in Eastern Massachusetts. In past seasons, we've covered all sorts of subjects with the intention of helping homeowners who may never have been involved in a renovation before and they felt like they needed to know what they were doing. We've built up over 100 episodes on everything from roofing to foundations, heard many renovation stories, and learned how to hire various professionals. This season, we'll be focusing even more on the challenges of renovating old houses while incorporating new technologies, using my own new house as a case study. We'll have all sorts of different guests, most having to do with what I'm just calling the next level of renovations. Now that you've got these 100 plus episodes under your belt, I think you're ready. This week, I'm talking again to Michael McPhail, the co-owner of The Smart Old House. Smart Old House, in case you haven't been following along, is the case study for this season, season four. It's an old house. We are attempting to stabilize the house and add uh, new technologies. We've had little setbacks here and there, and I just thought I'd have Michael on to um, check in about it. We've been here two weeks now. Yeah. And we've actually kind of done a lot in in the two weeks. I've interviewed a lot of people. We've done a lot of landscaping, a lot of cleaning up. Right. But this is an episode that I am calling the root canals of architecture. <laughs> yeah, because... Uh, that's what I feel like we are immersed in right now. A little bit. Well, so what happened was we bought the house, we got in here, and we um, we started to look at what would need to happen for us to stabilize the house. So let me see. I got a list. Yes, let's uh, let's talk about that list, shall we? All right. Well, I I would say kind of a pivotal moment is when you finally we finally went into the attic and you saw all of the all of the eaten rafters. Yes. Um, well, it was also a surprise because there was an actual habitable room up there, <laughs> uh, sort of a room and a half. And apparently uh, uh, history is that the kids, when they're growing up in the house, used to go up there and play music. Um, so that was really interesting. And yes, there was a lot of beetle damage. Powder post beetle up there. Yeah. yeah. So it probably at least maybe four to six of the main what are we calling them? Perlins? No, they're rafters. Rafters. So, you know, we got to fix that. There aren't many rafters and the ones we have are eaten by powder post beetle. But they've been sistered probably in the last 60 years, maybe. But but really, were we surprised? No. No. Not surprised. You know, no. our son, I've been here a lot uh, by myself while you've been at our old house. And our son, Theo, keeps asking me if I'm sure there are no squatters in the attic. So when I heard there was um, kind of a semi-finished room up there, kind of makes me a little nervous. Oh, okay. Well, anyway. All right. Just attics. I haven't personally been up there yet, but I've seen up there. Anyway. Okay. So another thing we decided to do was uh, we need to lift the house, which we weren't really planning on doing, evening out the first floor deck. What is quote unquote lifting the house? Okay. What does that mean? What it means is we found a guy who's a house mover. And that's what he does for his job. So potentially he could pick up this house and move it out into the other part of the yard if we wanted him to. So we, we could make a whole new foundation. He could pick up the house, move it over like 50 feet right. and put it on the new foundation. He could. Oh, wow. Cool. I know it's kind of tempting, right? It is. <laughs> it is. It is because, well, you're going to talk about it later, all the stuff that's going on in the basement. So. Maybe that's what we should do. Yeah. Uh, wow. I mean, it, it it comes, this is the first time. This is the first time we're speaking about this. Right. 
pretty radical idea. It is a radical idea, but, but wow, that would make life so much easier. You know, that's what Alan and Nancy did. They moved their house off of the existing foundation. Alan and Nancy. Yeah, and that episode, uh, Sustainable Vermont. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, we should look at, I mean, uh, you bring it up, I'm, I'm, uh, it, it sounds interesting. You, like, you seem kind of dumbfounded over this Yes, idea. I'm a little, a little speechless and at the same time uh, curious and interested in finding out more. It's probably going to, well, it would probably cost a lot of money to yeah. do that, don't you think? I think it would. Not just like, you know, doing a whole new foundation and, you know, setting up the infrastructure and all of that. And mm-hmm. then the whole move on top of that. I mean, mm-hmm. that is, but at the same time, we're, we're putting a true, probably the lion's share of the money that we're spending on this renovation is going into the systems and structure of this house. Right. But it still would be more, I think. One thing that we would lose there would be the, um, the eight feet from the street, you know, the kind of the streetscape that our house and the house across the street create. Anyway, so that was just an idea. So let's just say that's what he could do, the house mover. He could move our house, but what he right. does, so he has all the equipment and knowledge and everything to jack it up so that the the first floor is going to be at least stabilized. We're going to add a bunch of columns and some structure underneath there. Right. right now we have that log that the um, inspector mentioned, and we definitely need some more. Yeah, it's uh, it's just amazing going down there that there that there there's only really one column in the basement besides the uh, um, these kind of pier like elements that well, have to do with the fireplace right um uh that that's the only thing there i mean there should be at least four or five lally columns down there so well, there, will a, be. there will there be. will be so we're doing that which i think is great because we need to start in the basement and stabilize yes you correct. are correct another thing i want to say about the basement yeah there's been this mysterious stain on the stairs which um if anybody wants to see any photos of this you can get my newsletter or probably join my facebook group because i am posting pictures to that also instagram so you can see the photos there or possibly even tiktok so i'm trying to post a lot on social media all these pictures there is a mystery stain on the concrete stairs mystery stain I did a little scientific uh, experiment where I put the I put the ruler down and I photographed it for three days. And you know what the weird thing is? What? Now, I'm no scientist. But I mean, the, I'm no scientist. But the weird but. thing is that it like the profile of the stain never changed. It doesn't change. It just gets lighter or darker, but it never grows. No, it's weird. Yeah, it's weird. So it is adjacent to the crawl space. And there's this piece of plywood with a bunch of uh, holes drilled into it. And then wetness at the bottom of this piece of plywood that is screwed into the wall. But I did manage to open up this other little eighth inch particle board piece and took some photos underneath there. But it didn't reveal much of anything except for that they're sagging underneath that bottom. Hence why we're willing to talk about actually moving the building onto a brand new foundation. I mean, the foundation. Oh, that When I think about that. Well, that would be nice, wouldn't yeah, it? Oh, that would be wonderful. Anyway, so we uh, are hiring a professional, a crawl space person. Can you believe that's somebody's job? Yeah. I'm glad somebody that's does all, that. Yeah, there's like stuff that, well, yeah. That a lot of people have problems with their crawl spaces. I, well, yeah, and also there's stuff, they, you know, just through their own experience, I imagine they know a lot of things about the kinds of stuff that can yeah. be in crawl spaces, right. which I don't want to know No, I don't about. really. Yeah. I'm not into it, but no. I'm glad someone is because they can deal with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Anyway, unfortunately, he was supposed to come today and he couldn't make it today. But we're going to find out what's in the crawl space. Why is it leaking? What is the mystery stain all about? So that's that's something we really need to address. Okay. so another thing was the plumber. So I have been you know, we had talked before about doing this, what we're going to do for our our heating system. We didn't really know. But uh, the plumber who came over definitely gave me the vibe of he didn't want to do the job. So 
we've kind of settled on probably doing an electric boiler, which... Combi boiler. An electric combi. And the combi comes in with the um, water heater and boiler. Now the pros, what are the pros of a combi boiler? Well, I guess we'd be eliminating the gas. Yes, there's no gas um, and you have both uh, hot water for your heating system and hot water for your showers and bathing and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So it it does both things, but it... An electric one eats a lot of electricity. Right, right. So I have found two plumbers around here, one of whom is an organic farmer as well. So he's into alternative. Interesting. He's an alternative type of guy. So he seems into doing that. Anyway, I, I figure I have to get a couple plumbers over here who have done it before. That makes I, sense. I've decided that I don't think plumbers are too shy about about showing their true feelings on how they feel about a job. Yeah, well, I mean, I you know, I think I appreciate the first guy, the first plumber saying there's no way he wanted to do that uh, because that I appreciate the clarity. I think he actually said it was the worst idea in the world. <laughs> so, yeah, he didn't want to do it. I mean, the idea, though, is that we would be making our own electricity through something we're going to talk about in a little bit. Yeah, through, through solar. Through solar. So, you want to talk about the solar right now, also? Now, Mike, yeah. the reason I'm calling this episode Root Canals of Architecture is because there's a whole bunch of things we could just spend a lot of money on that we really don't want to do, but we have to do if we want to keep our teeth. Correct. Or in this case, our house. Right. Right. So, I, I guess you understand what I'm talking about. But, well, I mean, I think just to clarify, uh, you know, our budget is about $300,000, and that that is. Um, if we go above that, then we're putting more money into the house than the house is actually worth. So that that would be uh, you know something to think about. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just saying, just as somebody who's thinking about spending a lot of money to fix this house, that's something we often think about, as most people would. Right. Right. I don't know if we talk about actual numbers on this show, though, because people... Right. Are... We don't know. Well, it's all different all over the country. Right. It's different all over the country. It's more expensive near cities and less so uh, the further away you get. Well, right? somehow no. still expensive here. It's Well, the solar would be what percentage of our whole budget? Like a 12% of our whole it, budget? Um, well, we're getting a lot of it. Uh, there, there's rebates. Uh, no, no, that go we know, with but it. we have to actually pay the money. And then we don't have to pay as much in taxes. Well, which is kind of good because we have a huge tax bill because of the sale of our house. Right. Right. Anyway, um, this is not a financial show. This is a show about renovations. Okay. Sorry. So anyway, just well, I just I think everybody goes through this though okay. when they're renovating. Well, so. I'm just yes, true, true. But I'm just kind of weighing whether it's worth doing the solar or not doing the solar. Do can we do it later? I've had trusted advisors tell me that just do it later and get renewable energy sources now for your electricity, and that's the icing on the cake. So there are they saying that we. That would mean that they're suggesting we should go with a gas boiler? No, no, no. They're just saying just don't actually get the solar panels quite yet. Okay. Just, you know, take for a few months, take the big electrical bills. Yeah. And, um, well, it's not going to really start hurting us until the winter, but. Yeah, that's because we don't have any air conditioning. However, hold on there just a second. Um, We are are going to be installing uh, an insert, a wood insert. Mm Mm-hmm. We're going through the process of just understanding what it is to put a wood insert into a 230-year-old chimney. And, you know, maybe you want to talk about the, uh, just the, what the, what's going on with our chimney, because it's kind of unusual. Yeah, I talked about that last time a little bit. Um, Where you have the big cavity and then the four flues. Yeah, the four flues going into one cavity. So, yes. no, I, talk, I talked about that oh, in the okay. last episode, if any, about the inspectors, if anyone wants to uh, check that out. But. Yeah, yeah. We need to have a little masonry work done. And, and you know, we have to go with the flow. 
But uh, what we're saying is that we would hope to get a uh, EPA certified wood insert, uh, and we thereby get a 26% discount on the cost of the uh, of the insert. And that insert will apparently heat 1,500 to 2,000 square feet. Mm-hmm. So, which um, means, are we going to be able to sit in the living room with the blowers? I mean, you can certainly modify how much heat it's emitting. Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be on full, if you will. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be wonderful to be able to use that. And I think that could help offset our our large electricity bill. Mm. I'm kind of concerned that if we put that off, we won't do it at all. Won't do it if we put off solar? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because... No, you know, well, solar can always can come can be put on any time, right? I know, and I'm I keep thinking the technology is going to keep improving if we wait a little while. And yeah, also, I know, I get it. I, I have the same I have the same thinking. Like maybe in two or three years it'll be better. You know, there'll be the, some the real... shingles might actually be real. Right, we can do the shingles on that. It'll look it won't look so odd on the top of our roof. Yeah, and that's the problem is that our front our front facing. Roof plane is uh, faces west, kind of south, a little southwest, and it's um, like ninety seven percent efficient. So it's perfect. Yeah, it's like perfect. A perfect it's a perfect roof plane for, and we would get a good portion of all the solar we would need mm-hmm. just with that one roof plane, and yet it faces the street. But our our house is so close to the street that you can't really see That's it true. as you it, drive down the street. No, you can see it from the other side if you're walking on the other side of the sidewalk, but. But yeah, these houses along the street are, what would you say, about eight feet from yeah, the street? Yeah, about eight feet from the side edge of the road. Right. So, um, you know, my feeling is if, if we were to put panels up there, it'd be nice to take them as close to the edges of the... Um, we want it to look good. We, yes, I guess that's the bottom line. We want it to look good if we were to do that, but I'm still torn. I, think, I think maybe if we got a black, black, black roof, right, it would kind of be less noticeable. Maybe. I don't really like black. black without black without uh, a grid, you'd want it all to be sort of all just one plane, I think. you don't Because right. I've seen ones with the broken grids and they're kind of in a gray or a white. Yeah, they don't have, the ones we're looking at don't have any of it's that. Not, it doesn't look very... Anyway. Um, yeah. And now a word from our sponsor. Systems and standard operating procedures. You already know that's how to build a profitable business and find the freedom you want. You need systems and procedures. But you struggle with choosing which systems you need most and how to implement those systems quickly so you can get back to doing what you love most. The Designing Your Business Masterclass series was created by acclaimed architect and business consultant Douglas Teeger, FAIA, to help fellow architects and engineers run their firms more profitably while maintaining a healthy work-life balance. Douglas grew from a solo practitioner to become managing partner of his 30-plus person firm and then later sold his firm so he can do what he does today, helping architects be more successful at Teeger Consulting. On the third Wednesday of every month, Douglas dives deep into an essential topic that will strengthen the profitability of your firm and make it sustainable for growth in the years to come. Register now for the next Designing Your Business Masterclass with Douglas Teeger at bqe.com slash masterclass and start implementing powerful systems for the profitability you need and the freedom you want. Every live masterclass session includes AIA continuing education credit. And when you visit bqe.com slash masterclass, you'll have access to the full library of past sessions on demand. The Designing Your Business Masterclass is free and is brought to you by our friends at BQE, the makers of BQE Core, the software that makes it easy to manage your projects and people for maximum productivity and ultimate profitability. Register now for the next Designing Your Business Masterclass at bqe.com masterclass. That's bqe.com masterclass. Now back to our conversation. 
the solar, I'm going to say that's a little bit on the on the root canal side for me right now. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, I think we've been pretty, we've been surfing, we've been riding the wild surf in terms of meeting, uh, Catherine meeting a lot of these folks and talking to them about various options mm -hmm. and you know our minds of i guess one of the things that i think is actually a good thing is sometimes we don't get the answer we hoped for so we have to think about okay well what else can we do and i think that process is kind of interesting yeah every time i hear something i don't want to know or so i get an answer i don't want i, I go out and buy something <laughs> that make myself feel better <laughs> so today we got a very cute portrait of a squirrel that someone did right we yeah, actually it was, bought we a little at, pencil sketch. Anyway, one thing that we did achieve, well, two things, our fence, which is a good thing. That oh, yeah. That be very happy. So we have a new cedar fence with a moon gate, but we also took the a fake brick off of the front of the house. Yeah, No, I say we did. We didn't actually. We no, had, we had a, these we had guys. Brick, we had uh, our... They're hammering, 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 hammering. We, we have this amazing, uh, this, this painter that we know who's done work for us before. And... Oh, episode 97, what a painter wants you to know. Yeah. And That's Bruno, uh, Bruno and his down. crew are awesome. We They came in and, and took everything off and it was not easy. That was a lot of hammering. It was hard for me to think for two whole days. Yeah, I it was really two full days of pulling off just one facade, pulling off the the uh, what is it, the mortar? Is it what is that on the? Well, there's a mortar layer and then a stucco layer. It's the for those of you who might be into these types of building materials. This was this is uh, called uh, the Brickmaster facade. And it's a New England Brickmaster. New England Brickmaster, which they'd come along if you want. If you had a clapboard or a wood facade of some sort, they could just... They uh, put a wire mesh on it first yeah. and really stapled it in very, very well. And then they <laughs> put a layer of mortar and then a layer of stucco. And then they, they score it so it looks like bricks or whatever you want it to look like. And right. it's actually looked a lot like bricks. It did. It was a pretty good job. Yeah. It, yeah. However, the sides are uh, cedar shingle, so it was just a it just wasn't a look that we were going for. So we had them take it off, and the clapboard underneath is fine. What are the pros? Mm, what are the pros? The pros, the pros are. Um, it looks fantastic. Oh, it looks fantastic. Yep, yeah, yeah. that's the pro. The no. con <laughs> is, uh, unfortunately, I don't know if they're a little too vigorous with the side trim on the corner board, but the corner board is off, and yeah. then you can see. That the powder post beetle have been chomping away at the, the corner post of the house. Well, I think the corner boards are off because they weren't holding on to anything anymore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was a little sad about that when I saw it because it's not only that, and it's very, very soft. And it keeps going soft pretty much as high <laughs> as you can reach. Well, not as high. I mean, it goes up a few feet and uh, that's not so great. And uh, But we uh, there's somebody who might be interested in looking at this. Are we surprised? No. Are we sad? Yes. Um, I guess, you know what? It just it just impedes my progress. That's, right. that's mostly it. Because we're ready. We know there's going to be, uh, there's you know gonna be a lot it, of stuff Intellectually, like I knew it, right. but I'm disappointed. Right. I am disappointed. Because you're hoping, you're hoping that somehow it's I just wanted to more... just take the stuff off. I just yeah. wanted to paint. It all looks right, beautiful. Right, right, no right. big yeah. repairs. Yeah. One thing I did want to talk about before okay. we sign off was each oh, of us. Oh, wow. Time has flown, hasn't it? Yeah. Each, Amazing. Each of us say two things okay. that we love about this house. Because I need to keep telling myself things I love about the house. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, you go first. I said this uh, very quickly. I said this when we first looked at the house. That, um, right next to the garage, there was a space where they had a dining table. And I thought that was a strange place to put the dining table. 
But uh, now that we've moved into the house, we find that that space itself, it, where that dining table was, is probably the most perfect. Out, outdoor dining table, by outdoor, the way. Yeah, outdoor dining table. Uh, it's a really beautiful, like it gets all the ocean breezes and the sun is setting. It's just a wonderful space to be in. So, of course, it, it makes sense. So that's the thing I love about that. You love that? Yeah. I, let's see, the neighbors are so friendly. We've, we got a pumpkin loaf. Of we got a pumpkin, what is it called? Pumpkin bread. Yeah. And some visitor guides, and we got a people gift sharing phone numbers. And if anything place. happens, we're here for you. It's yeah. like, what? Got invited to a party. Invited <laughs> to anyway, parties. So it's very friendly neighborhood, which yeah. is nice. That's a big plus. Yeah. 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 Oh, but that's not really about the house. I guess it is. It's the neighborhood. It's a little bit about the house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay. Second. Second thing, it is to do with the house, but it's also to do with what our, our vision is for the house. This is a great house. This is a beautiful example of uh, antique federal style house. And, you know, it just needs uh, some TLC and, and for us to just kind of strip away the layers and uh, to show it's uh, the real beauty that it has. So I think uh, that whole thought of like working on this house to really restore it is very exciting and to really think about how it uses energy and how we want to use energy. Mm -hmm. It's more about the opportunity. Uh, You're happy we to have. have the opportunity. Well, it's such a great house. You know, it's like even though there are all these challenges, it's uh, it's it really seems well worth it. Mm. You know, like there's no downside to what we're doing. Absolutely no downside to what we're doing. Mm. <laughs> Okay. It's a great I'm glad house. you think that. I'm glad you think that. I yeah. don't think there's a downside. I am honestly just a little bit um overwhelmed. No, I just feel like I'm just impatient. I guess you, well, know you want things to move along as they should, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. Without any hiccups. I know. Yeah, I know. But also I really wanted to do the fun things that I wanted to do. Like, you know, I want to build a new bathroom. Will we be able to build a new bathroom? We have to wait till we stabilize the house. Will right. yeah, we be able that's... to build our new bedroom? Probably not. For well, a while, maybe ever. Well, am I going to get, um, I, I seem like such, I'm so whiny right now. Am I going to get a new kitchen? Yeah, well, we're just going to have to make do with our kitchen. Yeah, we're, you know, we're figuring things out and uh, we're trying to make good decisions for the house, but also good financial decisions for us in terms of our budget. If anybody's listening to this and has gone through a renovation, you want, you have this vision, but you also have a certain amount of money that you want to spend yeah. and you want it to be within that amount of money. Right. Uh, most of your listeners go through. Yeah. I also, to be fair to the house, I think part of my feelings that I'm feeling are because we don't have much in here. It's mostly empty, the house, and I'm sleeping yeah, on that's an air just, mattress. That's just I, the, yeah. So I feel like right. if I did, I'm, I'm when I do, I might not notice so you're, much that I'm waiting three months for the house right, to get Right, for a month or two, you're in this transitional limbo. I right. love the house. I still think it has a good feeling to it. Right. So yeah, that's it. That's the end of that's the end so, of the update. That, that's the end of the update. So it's the root canals of architecture. We just have to do it. Yeah. We just have to do it. Thank you to BQE, the makers of BQE Core, for their support of this podcast episode. Visit bqe.com slash masterclass to register for the next Designing Your Business Masterclass. Thank you for listening. And thank you so much for sharing this show with your friends. It is growing all the time. And I really appreciate that. I would love to hear from you if you have anything to say about this episode or past episodes, good or bad, or a suggestion for a new episode. Send me an email at thehousemaven at talkinghomerenovations.com. Talking Home Renovations with The House Maven is a proud member of Gable Media, the most engaged AEC network on the planet. Check out my other show and all the rest of the shows 
at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L-M-E-D-I-A.com. And until next time, take it easy.